Yo, today's QOD is we are the leaders. Here we go. The Day Show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We got Wayne Dyer, Dr. Wayne Dyer on the show today, and he's going to deliver a timely message. I mean, Dr. Dyer has been gone for about three or four years now, but it's like he could have given this talk last week. He's going to talk about leadership, government, and who the true leaders are. You're going to dig this. Here's Dr. Dyer. Leadership. We hear an awful lot about it. Newspapers are filled with quotations about it. I'm always amused when I hear our politicians declare themselves to be our leaders and ask questions in the media and debate whether or not someone can lead or not lead depending upon what might be going on in the country and what difficulty someone might be going through. And I always wonder, where did they get this idea that these were our leaders? I mean, do you, when you get up in the morning and go off to work, say, these people in Washington or these people in my state capitol or these people sitting on my city council are my leaders? They're leading me in some way? And I'm always amused that because they are elected into office and mostly sit around in committees and debate things and pass laws, that that somehow makes them leaders. I always think of a government like uh, if you own a house and you go into this house and you have to go out and you have to earn the money to make the house work and you have to support all of the people that are in it. You have to make the whole thing function by your own efforts, whatever those efforts might be. And then there comes a time when you realize that I just really can't handle all of the things that are involved in keeping this house from becoming dilapidated. So I'll hire some servants to do some of the things for me. And I'll give them a certain budget and I'll say, look, you keep the grass cut and you keep the people who might cause trouble away. And you go out and buy food and put it into the refrigerator. And whatever it is that I need you to do, you will do that while I go out and work and keep the house going. And the servants say, okay, that's great. And they come in and they take the money and they protect the house and they do all of these things that help to keep it going. And then the servants start to say, wait a minute, I demand more of your money. And you say, well, hold it. This is my house. (laughs) I say, no, 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 this isn't your house. We're making the rules here now. Well, you're just here to serve. No, we're taking over. And we're going to decide how you can and can't do it. We're going to decide how much of the work that you put in is going to be designated for this and how much of it is going to be designated for that. And before long, we've got all of these servants that we are paying out of the work that we do every single day. We've got them dictating everything about our lives. That's sort of the way I see government. (laughs) As... uh, 
as people who've gotten out of hand and have made these decisions that there are leaders and they call themselves our leaders. I suggest that if you take, say, the Senate or the House or any of the councils or whatever, and let's say there's 100 people in the Senate and you just decide to leave this building here today and you just pick the first 100 people that you come across. It doesn't matter what they're doing or who they are, the guy on the golf course, the person driving alongside, and you just take those 100 people and you just say, okay, you're our new senators. Off you go to Washington. That nothing would change. <laughs> Do you remember in the uh, times when the government was going to be shut down and there was all this crisis and all this talk about we're going to shut down the government and how are we going to function? And they put out an announcement. All non-essential employees don't report for work. Now, if I've got a business and I've got non-essential employees, I don't ever want them to report to work. What are we doing with non-essential employees? And what we have to do is begin to ask ourselves some questions about what true leadership is and stop turning our power over to people who have forgotten their role, which is to serve, and instead assumed that they are now leading us. It's the person who gets up every morning and goes to work and produces and delivers and creates product and figures out a way that makes this economy go. It isn't the people who take this money and decide how it's going to be spent that are the leaders. We are the leaders, each and every one of us who produce, who think, who write, who draw, who create music, who go to the factories, who go to the stores every day, who get into the trucks and deliver the goods around the country. And we send a portion of what it is that we earn to be distributed in a fair way. These are the leaders. And what a true leader is, is not someone who tells us that there are leaders. A true leader, when I think about this, and I think about this not just in terms of people who are in politics or people who are in business, running a business or making laws and rules and so on. I think of it in terms of even parenting, of how do we help to influence those around us in ways that are going to make them better, us better, the world a better place, which is basically what this entire program is about, applying the wisdom of the greatest among us not people who were so consumed with power. One of the things Maslow said about the characteristics of highly functioning people, he said that basically there were three, there were many. I wrote an entire book called The Sky's the Limit and dedicated it to Dr. Maslow based upon the 37 traits or qualities or characteristics of self-actualizers. And I also wrote a book about how to raise children based upon those principles called what do you really want for your children and Nightingale Conant has a set of tapes about that as well but of course my daughter always brings me home <laughs> I was on Oprah Winfrey doing a thing about parenting and so on and I didn't tell my children that I was going to be on 
then the, the show aired, and when she got to school that day, everybody with the school was talking about, oh, I saw your dad yesterday, he was on Oprah for an hour, and they were talking about family, and they were talking about children. And my daughter, who was uh, about 11 at the time, came home and went into her stance, <laughs> which is her hand goes on her hip, and her head rolls back, and she rolls her eyes, and she said, uh, there's a rumor <laughs> in our school that you actually wrote a book about how to raise children. Tell me it isn't true. <laughs> She's great. I just, she's the one I follow around asking for something. You know, so I'm going to say something so that I can have some material. <laughs> but anyway, this whole idea of what the characteristics or qualities of these highly functioning people are. And when I think of leaders, I'm thinking about the 60 people that I highlighted in uh, Wisdom of the Ages, and many of whom are highlighted on this program, when I think of leaders. And I'm not thinking about power. And he said, basically, there are three qualities or three characteristics or three traits that these people have in common in addition to the other 34 or 35 that he gets specific about. The categories, the three categories are, one, that these are people who are independent of the good opinion of other people. And I've talked about this on other programs. Independence of the good opinion of other people. That is, they are not running their life on the basis of what somebody else might think or somebody else might say. They are independent of that. They are not people who don't care. They can show great compassion and great concern, but they cannot be deterred. They are not going to do or not do what they do based upon whether somebody else out there might approve of it or not approve of it. The second thing is that they are people who are detached from outcome. That is, that they are not focused on what's going to come to them, what the rewards are going to be, how much money they're going to make, whether or not they're going to go down in posterity, whether or not they win the game, whatever it might be. This isn't what their lives are about. They are detached from outcome and on purpose or in what we call process. That is, the process of their life is one in which what they do and who they are is all the same thing. And the third characteristic of these people, which is what I want to speak about here, is that they have no investment in power or control over other people. No investment in power or control over others. So the absence of the need to have control over others is one of the qualities of leadership, rather than the need to point out how much power I have over you and how much better I am than you and how much better I am than the other people who want to lead you are. So that politics is not a field that you will see leaders, generally speaking, gravitate toward because the need to be in competition with the other person who wants to take that position that seat, if you will, the need to point out how wrong they are is not what true leaders do. They're not about that. They keep their attention on what they want rather than on what somebody else did or didn't do or might do or might not do. It wouldn't occur to these people that I refer to as leaders to be pointing out the flaws or the discrepancies 
or the things that somebody else is doing wrong. That's why I have such a difficult time with people going on television and declaring themselves to be our leaders or even asking the question, can he lead or not lead if there is an impeachment going on or if there's questions about somebody's this or that. It's like that to me is not even the issue because I don't think that they're leading in the first place. I think the leaders are the people who are sending in the money, not the people who are apportioning it and spending it and often spending it on themselves, truly. I mean, the major politicians in this country, virtually every politician in this country has complete medical coverage for anything that might ever go wrong with them from the time that they are in office until the time that they die. They virtually have total, and it's all paid for by the leaders. That is, by all of the people who are sending that in. And then they make rules that say, you can't have that kind of medical coverage. You don't get that kind of protection. But in the event something goes wrong with my life, I can go in and have any kind of protection that I need, and you will pay for it. That's not leadership to me. And it's not a case against Republicans or Democrats or independents or anything like that. It's an understanding that true leaders are people who have compassion and caring and don't make themselves more important than anybody else. All right, that was Dr. Wayne Dyer. His website is waynedyer.com. You can listen to this entire talk as well as a bunch of others on his audio program called Applying the Wisdom of the Ages, available on audible.com. If you have not already, get signed up for my free class, a free money class called Five Things the Money Gurus Never Tell You. I'm teaching this class next Monday, September 28th, 5 o'clock Pacific Time, 8 o'clock Eastern Time live on Zoom. If you sign up, you also will get access to the limited time replay. And of course, I'm going to invite you to join us at Money Mind Academy, which starts on October 6th. Get signed up for the free class at freemoneyclass.com. I'll see you tomorrow. It's our 1000th episode tomorrow. I'll see you then. Peace. Peace.